55-0 of the TFW Podcast. Triple Threat is here. Y'all know what it is. It is Sunday. Let's get this thing going. Happy 50th. Of course, joined by Rhodesia. Joined by Eshan. We didn't made it, y'all. We talked about it. Episode was 2025 that... We here. We really here now. 50 episodes in. 50, damn near 50 weeks in. And I appreciate everybody that listens, supports the podcast from this journey that we've had so far. We got a long way to go. We are just getting started, of course, on this TFW thing. But one of the biggest and best things about doing this pod, besides talking, wrestling with you two knuckleheads every single week, is you guys that listen, that support being able to talk wrestling to you guys, being able to see your awesome notes and messages and responses to things that we do either here or on, or on Twitter. We appreciate you guys more than you could ever know. But we are here, episode 50. Let's what go. Y'all got? Let's what go. y'all got? 5-0. I'm going to start flowing like 50, yo. Let's go. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> 50 just started his tour, too, so I just channeled my inner 50 right there. He did. He, he knew that we were going to approach our 50th episode this week, and that's the reason why 50 went on tour this week, started his tour. I like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody listens to the TFW pod. They all listen. <laughs> they all listen. All you got to do is watch the weekly show. You can tell where they listen. They all listen. E, what's up with you, man? What's going on, guys? Had a good week of wrestling this week, so let's get on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Typically, at this point of the show, of course, we go with the hottest topic. We'll go with what everybody would want to talk about. Go with it. We go with L.A. Knight. There we go. Say it. I've calmed down a little bit since Friday night. Sitting there, Friday, late morning, early afternoon. Get on Beyonce's internet. Look at Twitter. Call it Beyonce's internet. What that mean? Say something against Beyonce on the internet. See what happens. Okay, got it. Get on Beyonce's Twitter. Her internet. Mm -hmm. Starting to see messages about LA Knight's push is now scheduled to start August 5th. Get off Twitter. Go to my calendar app. I say August 5th is SummerSlam. Scheduled to start after August 5th. Nah, no way. Impossible, right? SmackDown is tonight. There's a fatal four-way match to determine who is going to take on Santos to then take on Austin Theory, presumably at SummerSlam, as will be thought. No way. Make a couple jokes about it on Twitter. I go about my day. <laughs> it's eating at me though it's eating at me all day I'm like there's, so, no way in, there's no way in hell they're gonna do this again no way in hell I remember the Bray Wyatt feud where he carried Bray Wyatt on the weekly shows he was feuding with himself cause Bray Practical. wasn't there yeah. right and we were told what hey come after Royal Rumble they see what they have in LA night it's time I remember the weekly promos leading up to 
WrestleMania. You can't have a WrestleMania in LA without LA Knight. I remember that. What happens? You had a WrestleMania without LA Knight. (laughs) You had a WrestleMania without LA Knight. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. LA Knight's time is money in the bank. Okay. <laughs> LA Knight, hottest fish grease. Loudest reactions on SmackDown every single week. LA Knight cut promos about his destiny is winning that money in the bank briefcase. They get to London. You guessed it. Nothing. <laughs> I remember that. We come out of money in the bank. E, what do we say? Man, you got to strike while the iron's hot. Get, get his boy the belt, the U.S. title. Austin Theory ain't doing nothing with it. What happens? They named two Fatal 4 matches. He wasn't in the first one to play with our emotions. He's in the second one. Oh, this is his time. 48,000 people in Ford Field screaming, yeah, when he wins the U.S. title against Austin Theory, who is absolutely dormant in this title run. Match starts, comes out, gets the biggest pop on the show. He proceeds to not (laughs) win that match. But who won, though? (laughs) They did it again. I remember the Royal Rumble where we all wanted Daniel Bryan to be number 30. Ray Mysterio... (laughs) Came in number 30 and got booed. Yep. He didn't get booed Friday night. But you might as well set up the GOAT Rey Mysterio again. He now wins. We get to him and Santos next week. I'm ready to blow a gasket. I'm ready to go off. Because I remember all this. I remember what you told me, Triple H, Paul Levesque, at your press conference. One of those big slogans and mottos. Everything that takes time comes to play in the face of adversity. Whatever you said. I'm ready to give it up. Then some comes out yesterday that states the U.S. title match wasn't going to be on SummerSlam anyway. It is allegedly going to happen on a future episode of SmackDown. Lady and gentlemen, I only got one question for you at this point. Because I believe not giving L.A. Knight a moment in Ford Field. Now, maybe he comes out and cuts a promo. He comes out and cuts a promo. Cool. All right. If his feud is going to start the next week after SummerSlam, cool. Whatever. My question, though, to you guys is, at this point, and I already know Rudy's answer. Do you trust WWE? to fully take advantage of L.A. Knight's popularity. I told you I am not getting my hopes up high for him until they prove it to me. So until they prove it to me, then that's the only time I'm going to buy into it. So to answer your question, hey, yes, no, maybe so. I, I don't think so at this point. But I'm perfectly fine. When that happened and I saw Ray Ray won, I'm like... Holy shit, I bet a whole bunch of people were mad right now. My hopes are not in, I mean, my emotions not into it. You know, Drake had that song called What Emotionless? That's how I felt. 
emotionless. Could not wait to come on here to, 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 to address this here. Once again, once again, Triple H, <laughs> you got us, but not you in the right dirty, way. You dirty motherfucker. <laughs> dirty. Dirty. Down, dirty dog. Save us, Ishan. Tell us. Tell us that you have all the faith in the world that L.A. Knight, Eli Drake, will be taken advantage of in the proper way, and we are going to be having a conversation months from now saying, man, you remember when we were tripping? And we was worried about him not being on Mania, him not winning Money in the Bank, him not being on the SummerSlam card, all stadium shows outside of London. And we all just tripped. We, we all just... Gonna be good. Tell me, tell me, please. You know, I'm sorry, Matt. I don't, I don't know if I can help you with this, man, because um, I might have to just speak some logic on this, man. I don't know if it's what you want to hear, but um, I feel like yeah, as a fan of LA Knight, maybe we should be elated, right? Because one of the knocks on Cody was that it was too much too soon. He didn't earn it. He didn't go. He didn't struggle enough. He was on the bus, right? Now LA Knight, he's struggling. He's losing. So maybe when he gets to the place, we're all going to be invested and we're going to be like, he's here. He's arrived, right? This is all part of the process to get true 100% investment into the LA Knight character because when he truly turns babyface, right? He's going through all the struggles, all the losses, right? Because we love to see people lose around here. Our show, we we predicate babyfaces losing all the time. We want to see him struggle. So he's the man struggling. He's losing left and right, right? So once he gets that win, the crowd's going to cheer. And we're going to be right there for it. This is all part of the plan. It has to be, right? At the end of the day, they are giving this man mic time before his matches, right? Who else are they giving mic time before their matches? So they know that, you know, he has something going on the microphone. So I think this is all part of the story, right? You know, I, I wasn't invested in seeing that type of story with Cody, but you know what? I'm going to digress and say, you know what? Let me enjoy that story and fully understand the Triple H process. I'm going to follow it. I'm good. Okay. So then as big of an LA Knight fan as you are, when you saw that, that he didn't win Friday, you were, you were all good with it. You just say, hey, let's, let's see it play out. Well, I told you, for me, um, the U.S. title in, in a match with three was like a consolation prize. I wanted, to see him, I wanted him to win the money in the bank. I want mm-hmm. to see him with the top dogs, not in the middle, playing with those guys. I want to see him at the top because I think his his microphone skills and his presence and his charisma is top of the is top of the chain. That's where I want to see. I want to see him mingling with those guys. So this stuff is cool, all right. But I, I'm I'm down for the you no, know, but for for right on the journey to where Ellie Knight goes. The interesting thing that also came out allegedly. They still have him slotted as a heel on SmackDown, not a face. Of course. He's a heel. Getting He's a the heel biggest in face. H's eyes. Getting the biggest. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely in Vince's eyes. What the hell? So he's getting the biggest re- face reactions on SmackDown outside of Jey Uso. You have him slotted still as a heel. And now the word is his push begins after August 5th, which is SummerSlam. Right. Like I said, he he's he's been he's he has been a heel. If you follow his promos and what he does in the ring, he's been a heel this entire time. 
people have just been cheering him. So maybe the next step is for him to acknowledge that, hey, maybe he needs to change, right? There's a lot of things that can happen and play out between now and the next level, right? So I'm ready to get there. But hey, Matt, I got something for you though, man. Cause like yes. when I was th- I was watching this this uh SmackDown and it immediately came to my mind, like, wow, Elliot Knight lost again, right? And so I remember somebody on this podcast was like, hey, I can't believe in people unless they tell me who I should believe in, right? I can't get like emotionally invested and root behind the character just because I like that person. If if Lester Company tells me I like him, I don't like him, right? So Whoa, I'm like, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Say, say that one more time. So unless the company tells me who I should invest in, I don't get invested in that character. That's what, that's what we got on this podcast with somebody. So... What I saw when I watched this, and I, I heard like the reaction, and I heard the reaction from this crowd, and then the cheering, and they're they they're reciting the catchphrases, and they was there for what are we calling um L.A. Knight's uh, elbow drop? What are they calling that? Do you got a name for it yet? I don't know because every time he sets it up, I just laugh and scream out people's elbow. So I, I miss the commentary whenever he does. It. I'm not sure what it's called. Is it called maybe the the yeah drop or something? I don't know. Maybe Rhodesia, we should call it. Ready to get, get yep. on your Googles. Yeah. Maybe we should call it Rody's elbow, right? I think that might work. So, no, hold on. Don't I'm align me with anybody who's a jobber. So bring that back. <laughs> bring hey, whoa. All the way back. He's a jobber bring now? Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. What, what whoa. happened? What just happened? Whoa. What just happened Keep Friday it. night? What just whoa. happened on Friday night? So I until, until, until he can get some whoa. wins, meaningful wins, whoa. He's a jobber. Whoa. What is a jobber? Person who's going to come in to take the loss, right? Sheesh. Yeah, my man so, has a top three selling T-shirt. You call him my guy, <laughs> LA Knight, a job. And I, I love the energy. So I just want to do a check in for the friends and family on the Rody's poop list, right? I want to know who's on there, who's over, and who's not. <laughs> Rody, who you got for your top five for the week? It's off the top of your head. Who's the top five list for you this week? Uh, of I like or I don't like? Either one. It's your, it's your thing. Hmm. So I'll go with like because I don't want to promote don't like. So I like Roman Reigns. Okay. I like Roman Jay Reigns. Uso. Okay. I like Adam Cole. I like Bay Danny Bay. Garcia. And I like Takeshna. Okay. So we know right now this week they ain't on the poop list. So next week we're going to follow up. We're going to get who's on the poop list. Who's on okay. the naughty list for Rhodesia. So, but I just thought about that. I'm like, man, I get, I, I bet, you know, Rodizzo over there rolling in her grave right There's now. There's only really LA two people on my poop list. There's week. only really two people on my poop list. Who's that? And that, that's Punk and Edge. That's it. LA Knight. Oh, he's not, he's not good enough to be on the poop list yet, right? Hey, hey Matt asked her last night, like, why do you hate seeing Punk so much? He was disgusted. He was disgusted. And Rodizzo said something. Matt was like, why do you hate CM Punk so much? What hey, but you, you? if you listen to some, some of these reactions, she ain't, she ain't the only one, right? Oh, no. That's what I told Matthew, too. I told He's him a that. polarizing figure, as they yes, would say. Yes, he is. Right? Mm-hmm. Love him or hate him. He's getting the John Cena reaction. As long as you boo or cheer, that's all that matters. You're getting a reaction. But so, can, yeah. So, r- if, real quick. If, if, if this was, if this was uh, Rhodesia, if this was not a Triple H-led WWE, okay. I would have blown a fucking fit. Yeah, I would. Too. I am, of course. Well, I am we wouldn't going even to, see LA Knight at this point if this wasn't. That, well, that's true too. One hundred percent. That's absolutely true. But I am all seriousness. I am going to, of course. I don't have a choice. I am going to sit back and see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. You are going to think though. They have to know what they have. 
I saw some people, and of course, you know how wrestling fans always got to take it whole way left. Mm-hmm. Some people comparing this to, well, y'all remember what they did to Daniel Bryan? They didn't give him his due. Uh, yes, they did. It was called the Yes Movement. He actually won the title at WrestleMania 30, beat Triple H, and like he got his time. So that was after I, the fact, though. It's, 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 true, it's, it was. It was after but, the fact. Yeah, but we finally got there, right? And it was a huge payoff for him. Huge payoff for mm-hmm. him. And who knows what happened if he didn't get injured? So I, I do believe that they know what they have in them. You can't be that type of merchandise seller. You cannot be that type of viewer driver on TV, on YouTube, on social media, and they not have something in play. So I am going to wait now until fucking August six, which is a Sunday, and say, all right, this is the week. <laughs> Maybe that's what we do. Instead of doing like a SummerSlam post-show, either Saturday night after SummerSlam or Sunday, maybe we do a the LA Night Push is finally here pod, where all we do is talk LA Night for that week. And hey, what could possibly happen now that the week is here that they're going to push LA Night? Because it wasn't after Bray, wasn't Royal Rumble, wasn't WrestleMania, wasn't Money in the Bank, and evidently now it's not the U.S. title. Well, I guess you and I can do that podcast because somebody. I was going to say. Well, actually, what? you're going to probably just have to rename it because that's not going to happen. So, well, Radija already. Well, she already hates LA Knight, so she's already kind of put yeah. that out there. She knows. Before we switch, Radija, I am going to throw it to you. I know you had something. There was a talk that came out a couple of days ago. Spoiler alert, maybe. So fast forward a minute, minute and a half, if you don't want to hear a potential spoiler. And I personally don't like spoilers either. Just yeah, so you guys I fast know. forward. Nah, but oh. this is something that we kind of brought up last week. Perfect timing. That's why I said they all listen. We talked about Bray Wyatt last week on the pod. There was word coming out that he is set to return at SummerSlam. Now, take this with a grain of salt. We also were told Orton's going to return at WrestleMania. He's set to return at SummerSlam in one of the main events. So, so far, we know that Cody Jay and Brock Jay and is- Roman. Mm-hmm. Brock, Cody and, Brock. And, and Cody. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the third main event would be where he would come back. Uh, so right now, those are the two. If you had to have him involved, if you had to, can't say nope. You can't say pass. Something else. If you if you had to have him involved in a Roman program or a Cody program, because we know it's not going to be a J program or a Brock program. Which one would it be? It's simple. You're not going to put anybody. I don't think anybody else is deserving to touch that bloodline story until the bloodline story is over. So it's going to be Cody. I, I laid this out to y'all last week. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I knew your answer. Yeah, I, lay, I told y'all what was going to happen. See, because I, I, I see I, I booked these 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 wrestling games. You know, all day long. I got I got extensive. Me and Tony Khan, we've been doing this for thirty years, man. I ain't new to this, y'all. So then do you trust the process, you being the Cody guy, do you trust that this will not fall off the rails and Cody will be just as, and that's the reason why I asked, which one? Do you trust that Cody will be at the level that he is now or even higher after a few when Bray, when Bray, since Bray's been the fiend, nobody has gotten over more after they feuded with him. Either they were the same, and the majority of them dropped. But well, this, okay, so got over. But see, this is LA what I got this over. Is, this is where I got um, 
worked up last week about, about the Randy Orton thing. Bray coming back, he's coming back also from an injury. So why would you put him against somebody like Cody? The same reason why we said Randy Orton could actually be the heel. We came on here and, and Eshan, no, you said, said that, that you couldn't do it. No, that's what I'm saying. I, you said that. I still think order makes the most sense. But I think that, order does not, make the not, most that's sense. That's not the question. It but, is the but Bray again, piece. Bray. People, people, half of the people still going to cheer Bray. Whichever version of Bray he's going to be, they're still going to cheer him. Why would you put that against Cody? Hey, you know, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big Bray fan, right? Um, but I remember Draymond Green, my man Draymond Green, fellow Michiganer, right? Talking about Paul Saginaw? Pierce, Sag nasty. Was it second off Flint? I get them mixed up. Was One he second off? And um, you know, Paul Pierce is trying to go into retirement too, right? And Draymond was talking to him in the game. He was like, "They don't love you like that. They don't love you like that. Let's. They don't love Bray Wyatt like Randy Orton." I never said like, they right. did, but I said that they're gonna still. He's still gonna get cheers off of Cody, regardless. Well, so either I, I say, or- I say, I have to say this: Randy Orton is a beloved figure, right? Now we all love Bray, but we are willing to. Bray Wyatt reminds me of like uh, Freddy Krueger back in the day, or like Chucky back in the day, right? That's he's like one. the lovable yeah. villain, right? We That's but we know one. he's we know he's a villain, like right. So we know at right. the end game is you want to overcome the evil. That's that's what Bray is. Randy Orton, they, as much as they try to position him as that guy, he's always been somebody that we he's he's cheered. So if he comes back, he's getting the hero's welcome. And I think that if you're trying to build Cody as like your next top act after Roman Reigns in the Bloodline. You don't want somebody kind of coming in there and kind of like splitting the audience with them. Now, Bray can come in. Yes, he's gonna, people are going to cheer him. They mm-hmm. ain't going to give him that Randy Orton pop. He ain't getting that one now. And yeah. also, fans know that he's a bad guy. They know that he's a villain and they're willing to sacrifice. Now, to answer your question, uh, you know what? I, I think Cody might surprise me, man. I don't, honestly, I don't, as a fan of his, like, I'm really surprised that his, this character, this version of Cody is so over. So who knows? And I think if they're going to do it, it's going to be with him, not Roman. But I, I don't think it's up to Cody. I think it's the booking. That's why I say, do you trust it? Cody's going to be fine. He's going to do his thing. We've seen every single week he gets more popular and more popular with the fan base. He's doing an incredible job. My worry, though, is, all right, you put him with Bray. What does that look like after he's done with Bray? Because this whole thing for Cody, this is his story. Mm-hmm. We're, going to, we're going to presume the story is, him, Roman, WrestleMania 40, he gets the belt. Maybe he loses again. Who knows? I don't know. But we know this story, and so far, is working. There is nobody, if they're being real with themselves, would say that Cody is not in a better position right now than he was heading into WrestleMania. He's absolutely in a better position with the fan base, on TV, et cetera, et cetera. My worry is just with Bray, because if it's a Fiend character or whoever, you go in there against Bray, and it just doesn't click a lot of times. Are we willing to put that up against our top babyface in the company outside of Seth Rollins and say, all right, let's run this program until Survivor Series? I don't know. So I, I don't know. I think it's a it's a collaborative effort because you know you absolutely know that Cody has a lot of input on what's going on with him, right? Mm-hmm. As does Bray, right? Um, of course, Triple H is going to be there. So it's going to be a very collaborative effort in a future program with all of them. And I trust that the people involved will come up with something that's going to be pretty good. Um, as far as like Bray, you know, I think that that fiend character got over, um, differently. They thought it would like, right. And because of the, the character, he's like this invincible monster character, right? He's almost like Jason Voorhees, right. In, in a lot of ways. Right. So how do you really overcome him unless you kill him? 
Um, it was kind of what they had need to go to. Hell, but didn't, and or didn't order kill him. You set him on fire. I remember that he match. Came back, yeah. But he came back just, just like just like Jason, right? He came back, came back. But um, if I don't think we're gonna get that type of character from Bray, and I'm not sure what Bray White was doing with this character in Uncle Howdy. I think it might have been a bond, more of a vulnerable character, much like the original Bray Wyatt character was. Um, and like I said, Elliot Knight came out okay. Uh, I think. I think they they will be fine, right? I don't know. It's going to be the thing that's going to set the world wrestling world on fire. I'm not going to say that, but I think at the end of the of the program, I think it will be fine. And I'll by golly say I might be entertained by it. I think we'll all be entertained about it by it. What I would love, and hopefully he continues to do like wrestling interviews and stuff after he's done Bray Wyatt. I would love a sit down when he's retired mm-hmm. or he's done. Mm-hmm. to find out about how his mind worked mm-hmm. with you know some of these characters i would love to know when you came back at extreme rules what was the end game for that character because the word was eric young who we talked about last week said hey it's either me or vince i can't work with this man they let him go he's back in impact he was supposed to play one of the puppet characters Oh, wow. For Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that was the thing, now, right? We thought it was going to be like yeah. a seven something. Okay. Right? But yeah. if you, so to your point, if the story was him and Uncle Howdy, uh, you know, this is supposed to be Bray Wyatt, the human guy, and then you have Uncle Howdy. And we didn't quite know the, what that was. The, the Firefly yeah. Funhouse was mm-hmm. over, but then we saw him standing in the crowd at one point, the puppets, and then it comes out to hear that, hey, they were supposed to be actual characters with these puppets. I would just I'd love to hear like... Mm-hmm. All right, take us take us through what was supposed to happen. Okay, once the Uncle Howdy thing was done, how do we get to the puppets? And then now you got the puppets. What does that look like? I, I would just love. I, I would pay pretty good money to hear what that was supposed to sound like. We know Bray is a special talent. Love for him to come back. It's just gonna be interesting to see what him and Cody mm-hmm. does. If if that's the game. I kind of like where we're at right now talking about like the Roman because you brought up a quick question about or a comment about um, Cody taking the title at Mania. Again, just presuming that. But before we get to that, tell me your thoughts on why Mysterio and Santos is going against each other. That I, I'm not quite understanding on oh, the LWO girl, side. Oh, let me tell you. I got it. I got it already, yeah. man. I've, Come on. Tell me. Because I'm like, what the fuck was that about? I've been booking these things too long. I might, you know what? Hey, look, Tony, I might be asking you good at this. Holla at your boy. We can get together, man. I'm telling you, we'll be best friends. I know I talk some noise, but it's always from a place of, of positivity, man. Call me. Let's, let's get together. So if, there, if, if there's any of the three of us that will be working with Tony, I can promise you it won't be you. <laughs> the, way, the way you spewed absolute venom on that man All and that show every single week, huh. it won't be you, man. No, nah, because like I, I know that he will see the know the love of my heart. He 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 sees the good in people. So this ain't gonna end right, this AOWO stuff. It ain't gonna end right for Ray. This ain't gonna end with a with a happy ending. Like it's something gonna happen, right? Santos is shady. He's been kissing too many babies. He's been what I said. Shaking, 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 shaking too shaking many babies. Shaking too many babies. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this, this ain't gonna end well, right? This some something's gonna it's gonna happen. So this is setting up some friction for later on, 
right? Like, I'm guessing, and like, I could be wrong here in the, in the storyline, but I'm guessing that Ray wins. And Santos ain't going to like that. And it's going to start the fraction, or the fiction, friction between the, the people in, in the, and the people have to point and choose. They rolling with Santos or they rolling with Ray. And we're going to see uh, LWO split and divide. And uh, you know, there's this rumor that Carlito's coming back, right? So where is he siding all of this? So uh, I think we're, I think we're I think we're leading towards a visual split, and this is part of it, much like what they're doing with uh, Finn Balor and uh, Senor Money in the Bank. Man, they got a lot of good things going, don't they? Like yeah, in regards but... to I forgot about Carlito. Word is Carlito was supposed to debut at the Mass Square Garden SmackDown, but the Bloodline segment went too long, and they were like, if we debut him tonight, yeah. it's going to get lost. Let's yeah, hold yeah. it off. Well, that's but think good. about it. They got Carlito in the tuck. I don't think Carlito is not a needle mover for me. I will enjoy watching him and seeing right. him, but he's not somebody that I'm like, oh, man, I got to tune in. Carlito's working tonight. But to that point, I was telling Rhodesia Friday night when she brought that up. I don't care about Ray and Santos at all. I don't oh. either. Like, not I don't in, care about not, not the match. Not that match particularly. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, I don't, I don't care about it. it. Well, no, I don't care about the match. Of course, yeah, I like the them individually. Like, I don't, I don't care about the match. The only way that story works and that could be where the story goes, and I think that's a really good story. The only way that story works, though, is if you got you got to get Santos hotter mm-hmm. as a face to win first. it from Austin. Yep. Because it doesn't matter if there's friction if I don't care about you right now. Right? We've they've seen been, they've been trying though, man. They've trying. I know they have. We go to Big yeah. Show a lot because Big Show's gone down probably in history as the most heel face turns that nobody cared about. And the reason why people didn't care about him was because you lost the emotional investment. I don't care that. You're a face right now. So when you turn back heel, I don't care. I don't care you're a heel. So when you go face, I don't care. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how I feel right now with Santos. He is not a strong enough face yet to where if he turns on Ray, you care to the level that's going to propel him to being a big heel. Yes, if he was to turn on Ray, the crowd is going to boo him. All he's got to do is cut one cocky promo like we've seen from him in NXT, and we're off to the races. Yep. But if you're talking about maximizing it, I like your idea of, okay, that happens. But don't let that happen for a couple more months in terms of the, the turn. Maybe this can be chapter one out of six chapters. And in a couple months, he turns. But if he say if he was to turn next Friday or at SummerSlam or whenever the match is, and say he costs Ray the match and Austin Theory wins, now it's like, uh, but I don't, I don't care enough yet. Make, make me care. Oh, yeah. I, I think they're going to take their time with this. Um, and like I said, they've really been trying with Santos, man. He's been... Yeah, like you know, he uh, when he's wrestling, he's doing that whistling thing, you know, mm-hmm. in, in front of his spots to try to get people to wake up and react yep. to what he's doing in the ring. You know, he's really, really trying. Um, but it might be the, the him, you know, kind of going down the devious route might kind of be the thing to kind of add some uh, season to his character. I mean, people kind of get on, you know, get with him and get with that few. Because I, I kind of think about like the Rockers back in the day. Like for me personally, I wasn't a big fan of the Rockers. Were you? I was. I was a big fan of them because, like, for me, they were, like, the real first high-flying higher, higher in the, the the card act that did those high-flying moves. Yeah, they kind of were. You they know, like, Heart Foundation was just <laughs> perfect grounded. across the board. Yeah, but, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they were grounded, but they were perfect across the board. Demolition, we know what that was. Grounded. Like, they were, yeah, they mm-hmm. were grounded. So, like, the, the Rockers was that team. We talk a lot about um, the opening match and how important the opening match was. Yeah. On the card, it sets the tone. You man, you want to have that show start off strong. You put the Rockers in the tag match. 
Yeah. You know, what, hey, what did the gorilla call them back in the day? What, what did he call their tag team? Because they, they did the, the double team moves. What did he call it back in the day? I can't think what he, he had a special oh, thing. A, tag yeah, team kind of new in here or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that he called them. But, you know, like, from the Raptors. But, uh, yeah, I just wasn't really, I wouldn't say I wasn't into them that much. Like, you know, I get what you're saying, and I felt that too. Um, but it wasn't until Shawn Michaels started acting like a jerk, you know, before they broke up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not not after, bro, but when he broke up, we started doing, you know, leaving the match and, you know, talk to the girls in the crowd and, you know, just some of his mannerisms and antics outside that kind of led to the breakup. That's what made me start taking notice of, of Shawn Michaels, right? So we can get something similar with, San- with Santos, right? Yeah. You know, him acting a, a little bit shady or, you know, showing his heel side and things of that nature. And this, the subtleties of that might make it kind of interesting. So when he eventually does turn on Ray, if that's where they're going, it might be uh, a it better story. Yeah. It matters. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh, let's talk about the tribal court or combat, excuse me, tribal combat. So now we know that in essence, it's a no DQ match, no mm-hmm. count out mm-hmm. between it's Roman and Jay. Yep. At a uh, summer slam. Thought the segment was great. I thought they really nailed the, the the part of tribal combat being about respect. Yeah. I thought they did a perfect job of nailing that because I think that's going to play into the match. Roman stopping solo from Spike and Jay. Then Jay super kicking him. And then there's a stare off. So they didn't fight against each other. They didn't throw mm-hmm. punches after that. They they did their thing. Now they separate. Um, for you two, does that stipulation make you more excited to see the match, less excited, or you have the same excitement level? I'm probably going to say more just because clearly Solo doesn't understand what a tribal combat is. <laughs> maybe that's just, no, seriously, maybe that's just held to the higher rankings of, of the bloodline. Um, but you even saw how even Roman said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Does the, does the elders know about this? And then it was how their idea. Was like, <laughs> it, was, it was their idea. So, and you saw this light bulb in Roman's eyes, like, okay, well, I guess he, it's like, it's almost like I challenge you to a duel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. At that point, I want you at your 100% best. So whenever this thing is on and popping, I want you at your best because whoever wins is a true tribal chief. So I got me, got me more excited. Cause now I know at least the plan is for Jay not to be touched before the actual combat. Okay. Um, I stayed the same with me. I'm, I'm already there. I'm, I'm there for it all. Okay. Right. Like I don't know how much higher I can get, but also, you know, I'm watching these shows at five o'clock in the morning, so I don't. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I got that much more excited, but, um, but I'm there for it, man. It was a good, really good segment. Um, you know, it's that's one thing I like about SmackDown and this whole Bloodline storyline. We talk about it all the time, man. It's just story, right? And it's like it's not just about what they're saying. It's like you gotta look at their faces, like you know, especially mm-hmm. when like some of the sit down interviews that they have or. Segments where, you know, Roman Reigns is thinking and Solo's just looking, I don't know if he's looking worried or whatever he's looking like, but he Hayden had another like, look. He had another look on Friday. Yep. Of like, come on, dog. But again, that same, not that same look, that same look he gave Roman when Roman showed that he was, remember when it was the, the, he's the getting false irritated finish, by not it was the winning. false finish in the tag mm-hmm. match. And mm-hmm. he, they hit, they hit the, the move. I think it was a spear and then uh, they kicked and then Roman's almost started crying and Solo looked at him like, Oh, get up. Like mm-hmm. he gave him that same look Friday. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, so to your point, like, is that a look of man, this motherfucker soft? Yeah. <laughs> is that is that a look of I'm disgusted? Is that a yeah. look of I can't wait to take 
my rifle plays, you could take it as a lot of different things. Hey, and the thing is, though, like, Roman knows something up, too, because he'll look over at him like... He sure will. <laughs> right? He'll look over at him like, all right, no, something, I need to watch this dude. And then also, you got those two, right? Then you got you got Heyman in the back. And it's like Heyman, almost like he has, like, like a, he's like a fortune teller, right? Because he's watching the playoff, like, he kind of knows where things are going, right? Cause he'll look at Roman... And then he'll look at you know, then he'll just give the same look to 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 Solo, right? Like he's like he's watching this unfold. He can kind of see where this thing is going. Um, it's just really exciting to see. I'm, I'm just here for the whole thing, man. I love it. It's a great story. And the thing about Heyman too, which is so fantastic, and it's not baby feeding the audience at any time during a promo, a sit down segment, a match. You can look at Heyman. And Heyman is showing you via his facial expressions how you should feel in that moment. That's an art to that. Because mm-hmm. to, to your point, there's times where he's jovial. Right? Hey, I ain't got no worry in the world. Tribal Chief got this. Island of Revelancy, we got this. And yeah. something happened and he'll switch. And he'll switch to worry. So now as a viewer, I know what they feel like. I know exactly what I should be thinking in that moment. If I'm for the bloodline, I'm worried. If I'm against the bloodline, I'm ecstatic. Because Heyman's is upset and he did a uh he did a masterful job of showing those facials friday during that entire segment he had the worry look on his face the entire time and it's oh so now i get it so now roman really is worried about this challenge from jay this Mm -hmm. is nothing to play with this is not oh we're just gonna rack them stack them smash them and get out of here got it you know I, i will say though uh so you know i i love jay too but i mean i wish I wish Jay would. So you know he does this thing where he's kind of hunched over a little bit, like his head, like he's like, and he gets he puts his head down, and he looks up with his mm-hmm. head down. You know what I'm saying? I need I need him to rise all the way to hell up, but not yet. No, right? no I, I know what get, you're saying, but not yet. I need because the story the you're up. still telling though is that Roman is still the head of the table. If he was to act like that, that means that now I'm the head of the table. No, it, there still has to be a little bit of that hierarchy of I'm still talking to. The, the head man, the main man. There's still got to be a little bit of that. Because I think when we get there... I don't I get think that from him. I don't see, get that from him. I, I do. I, I get that, like, this is, like, my, like... I, and this is what I get. Because, like, for me, I get, like, for me, I think it's more personal than business. I think it's, like, this is my cousin who's, like, my brother. And I got to go to war with this man. And I got to take him out. And I don't want to do it. That's where... That's what, that's what I see. Yeah. With him more so than the head of the table, I like yo. This is my brother, and I don't want to have to do this. But I'm like, man, bro, he done took your twin. He said it, like, man, look, you called the shot. You took my brother out. Now I gotta get you, like, right? But I need him to say, no, nah, I'm gonna get you. I need to put some bass in this voice. I can't do it right now, but I need to put some maybe, bass in this voice. Maybe, right? maybe we get that next Friday, the go home show before SmackDown. I do have something I wanted to bring up. Uh, so you guys know that Survivor Series is coming to Chicago, and they sent uh, like a email. Right, two day combo pre sale package. Get your tickets. Listen to this, and yes, things can change. This so this could be nothing, or it could be a big deal. See your favorite WWE superstars live, including American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Freaking Rollins, the EST of WWE, Bianca Belair, undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and the last name that's on here, main event Jey Uso. Mm. 
Could be nothing, could be something, could be a lot. But that tells me when I see that, this main event J-Run is not ending at SummerSlam. Roman's not evidently uh, going to be at SummerSlam because they would, of course, put his name on there. But this means this main event J thing is, is going to have some legs. Which we, we've talked about it. Good for him. Really, really good yeah. for him. Last thing I have on SmackDown or WWE, until you, unless you guys have something else, Bobby Lashley. Did it again. Bobby shows up. What Bobby did. Yeah, Bobby, go find some old black folks. Yep. Holly Bobby, go find some old black folks. He said, a trick, mellow, come here, man. Let me talk to you. They look all happy-go-lucky. <laughs> Don't get me excited, WWE, on what this could be. I'm all, typically, I, I'm not for the, hey, put all the black folks together, put them in the stable. But if you can tell me we can get trick, mellow, Bobby, and the profits, sign me up. I do have a question for you guys. Say this goes on for another five months. Bobby just shows up on Raw because who gives a damn about the draft? WWE doesn't. So why would I? Picnic. Bobby shows up on SmackDown. Bobby going to talk to all the black folks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who is the one black wrestler? If you guys was booking the real black combat club, <laughs> that. Should not be in it. Who is the one wrestler? You don't have to give your reason why. But you got to pick one. You got to pick one black wrestler that is under WWE contract right now that you would say, nah, let's leave them out. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> Who? It got it got to be Gable Stevenson. And I'm going to tell you why. Because <laughs> just like any old black person trying to take vacation and PTO before they've earned it. That is, hey, that's a shoot. <laughs> that's a shoot. You gonna give us our vacation time? <laughs> My man showed up to one NXT and was like, "Hey, y'all, that's enough for me right now. I gotta go take some PTO. I see y'all in a few months." That's a shoot. I hope he's okay though. On all fairness and all joking aside, I hope he is okay. But yeah, give me yeah, no, the not. To I think go it's not. Yeah, I, I think it's up. like training. Yeah, I think it's okay. like he's doing some training or something for college. But but still, you you could have <laughs> give us another. At least give us one more week. Get laid out or something. <laughs> nah, <laughs> you fam. I'm, I'm here for the entire picnic cookout. I'm here for it all. Let it play out on, on, on TV. Let me let me get a, a slice of home on, on WWE TV every week. I'm good for that. I just want to see them chopping up, playing cards with them, some dominoes. And you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, give it, give me all that. Every single can't follow thing. directions again. <laughs> Matt, what you got? Oh, Lord, give it to me. Uh... You know what I would do? This is what I would do. I would skip out on Byron Saxton. And then Byron goes ape shit nuts. Okay. And just lays everybody out. If you guys don't know, Byron is a <laughs> big dude. He's here. That boy is massive. And of course, that goes against his, you know, persona on TV. Just a happy-go-lucky. Everything is a joke and funny. But how great would that be? It's like they shun him like, nah, man, you're not down. And then we see a, a hill Byron Saxon. He just destroys everybody. Give me, give me that. Give Byron <laughs> some rub. Byron deserves it. I like it. Y'all got anything else uh, around WWE before we go to AEW? Uh, they just call so far uh, LA Knight's move the leaping elbow drop. There's no fancy name to it. Okay. That's it. I, I like Rody's elbow better. <laughs> AEW. 
Collision uh, was last night. We don't have to talk much about Collision. We can save some of that for Tuesday show if you guys want. I do want to, because yeah. the big the big thing I want to talk about around AEW is Adam Cole and MJF. Mm-hmm. We got we got we got to talk this through. We got to talk this and out. Blood but, and guts. Yes, because I got some thoughts. You and I haven't really talked about it. Might do have some thoughts on blood and guts. Uh, Collision is just a, such a complete show. Last night from a television show in ring work was probably the worst. And that's not saying the show was bad because it wasn't, but it wasn't like they didn't have like that match of the year candidate or they didn't have that. Oh, you got to go out of your way to see this match. Cause they did this for 20 minutes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but it's such a complete show. And what they did on collision this week that I love so much was three different things that they did that I enjoyed. Number one, they set up the main event during the opening segment. Now, AEW likes to promote everything beforehand. Typically, with the Dynamite or a Collision show, you know everything that you're going to see outside of a storyline. But matches, uh, promos, they announce all of it. And what I really enjoyed about last night during that opening segment was it made sense in regards to the four, the tag match that, that we got. And it made sense of how they got there during the promo. So I love that. That's something they typically don't do on AEW TV. Also love that they didn't announce Miro's opponent. They just said Miro's in action. So when he was jumped from behind, oh, it's him. Right? Opposed to the announcing that he's wrestling my man and then we know it's going to be a quick match because they're now on the same level and then he jumps him. Thought that was fantastic. Third thing was the claim basically got squashed. They did. In that match against House of Black. And they didn't tip their hands at all that it was going to be a squash match. And for that to be almost a squash match, and then Billy presumes that he's retiring. We'll see where that goes, if he truly does or not. But for that match to be a squash match with the acclaim and Billy Gunn. So this isn't a squash match with three local talent, three extras. No, these are bona fide stars in AEW. And for them not to tip their hat that that was happening... I thought that was really strong too. Buddy said, Max, <laughs> keep my, my wife's name yep. out of your mouth mm-hmm. and blew his ass up with that knee. Yeah. I, I loved everything about, about yeah. that. But th- those were the three things that I really enjoyed about Collision last night. I also loved how much of a star Darby came across after him falling flat a few times on the mic in the, por- the Four Pillars storyline. He came across looking like a really big deal on collision. And it goes back to presentation. Same guy. It's who he's in the ring with, who's he's who he's not in the ring with. Thought that was fantastic. Um E, did you watch Collision yet? Yeah. What did you think about the uh, that opening segment? Oh, I enjoyed it actually. I enjoyed it a lot. Um like funny thing, I noticed that Darby he's wearing those boots, those like those 10 inch high boots. Hey, Darby, I don't blame you too, man. I, I, if Jordan ones can give me like another two inches, I'll be great. But um, he learned that from Jericho. Jericho was like five six. That that took him all the way to five nine. <laughs> hey, but you know what though? Like you know, I always heard about Jericho and like his lifts, but he seemed like a bigger dude in today's wrestling world, right? Because he is, man. That just shows now the average size of a wrestler compared to what it used to be. Yeah, because he's thicker. Mm-hmm. And he seems taller than a lot of guys, which is saying something. 
Yep. Um, but I enjoyed it, man. I liked the back and forth with um, Ricky. I, I, I love Hill Ricky. I think that's what we're getting. I like him. That's the sweet spot, right? I, I yeah. like I like his story that he he kind of told. Um, I had a note that um, man at the crowd they didn't like uh, Punk at first, right? But he's really split that audience. But I think it kind of works for him. He's polarizing, right? And it sure does. And that really works really well too. I I like this version of Darby. At first, I didn't think I would like Darby talking so much. I thought kind of took some of his mystique. But I think he he does he's doing he's doing a a pretty good job. Um, minus that pillars stuff, right? I think that just was a bump in the road. But I think he's actually overall doing well. But I gotta give it to my my man Christian. I love man mm-hmm. Christian is such a great heel. Mm-hmm. He's such a great heel. He ain't trying to get no fans. He's trying to get Cuba in a way to make people boo him. No fans. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I mean, right. even, even his line about like, who walks around with a title that they didn't even win. Oh, man. While he right. has the title right. on his yes. win. Right? Yes. <laughs> right? This just the whole thing. He has the title. And I thought like just the, the back and forth with those guys in the opening was really, really good. <laughs> Y'all hit all of my notes that I had on it. Um, I like that Ricky addressed really quickly that he wasn't a pillar. Um, I thought that was cool. And then I did mention something about the women's match and Matt brought to my attention that it's, it's probably just because um, I like her a lot, but I really like Taya Valkyrie. I think she's really good and being able to cut a promo after wrestling. What was it? Probably a 12 minute match. I thought that was pretty good, but Matt made it sound like maybe I'm a little high on her because I like her. So that, that no, could be fair. It's the same. I'm a huge Taya fan. The promo wasn't the best. But that's fine. You I have, thought it was. You have, yeah, you have nights off when you got a live mic. Ask FTR. That proto was brutal. Bing, boom. It was, but we know they can talk. But last night, for whatever reason, it just didn't connect. Uh, last night just wasn't a good night for anybody on the mic outside of that opening the, the opening promo. Segment, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Other than that, it was it was it was kind of just clunky. But whatever. I, I once again, I'll rather take that than completely scripted promos. So whatever. For sure. But uh, but yeah, I, I didn't think uh, that was great. I also didn't think, I think the reason why maybe the FTR promo didn't work was because nobody cares right now. We all love MJF Adam Cole. So we don't really care what you got to mm-hmm. say. Like, they're not doing anything wrong, right? We enjoy it. Maybe you don't like the dancing. We like the dancing. Right. Maybe That's where you, I was about to boot them. Maybe you don't trust <laughs> MJF. But we're trying to trust MJF. Mm-hmm. So, like, that probably could have been a, a really good, nice backstage promo. You know, make it one of those 60-second, 90-second joints and kind of move on. But, yeah, in front of the live crowd, Jersey was like, no, nah, we're good. But that Jersey crowd, too, was a little off. The, from the, the word people there, sections were chanting their own section, trying to get themselves over. It was a ton of, uh, yeah, chants. Um, oh, okay. So it's, it was kind of like one of those crowds from people in no. attendance. You know, I gotta be honest about FTR. Like, I was never really enamored in their face personas. Um, I think that style promo that Dax does, I don't think it's very engaging. You know, he tells those stories, and they're very similar stories. And they're stories that are true to him, and they're, you know, real stories. But I just Mm -hmm. don't find them to be greatly entertaining. I liked them better when they were heels. Maybe this is where they're going. Uh, I just felt like up until that match we saw last week, uh, with the Bang Bang Gang, I feel like they were just getting a little flat. Like uh, I think that there was a big disservice done by taking the titles off the claim, slowing them all the way to hell down, 
mm-hmm. put it on to the FTR, and I, I don't think FTR has really been hot as champions. Um, but maybe if they we get a switch in, um, back to the the Hill team, um, and they go against all, all those teams that are ready for them, it might be a, a a good good time for the tag team division. For FTR, I mentioned last week about how versatile they are in the ring, and they can wrestle with anybody, and that stands true to me. I think when it comes to them speaking on the mic, they're pretty um, like unilateral. They they have just that one style of talking on the mic. So at times, if you don't care or give two craps about it, then you're like, well, I don't really want to hear from you right now. So I can see where some people would say, hey, FTR, just be quiet. You don't have to come out every week and talk. I know you champions. So that is kind of like a slippery slope when your champions should talk and when they shouldn't talk. But I can I can agree with that, that sometimes it could fall flat for me because I feel like each promo is the same with them. The cadence and the sound of their promos are the same to me. But it doesn't but take away for FTR being top three tag teams. Well, you know, and it works It works when you don't like who they're going against. It does work. And when you want to tell that, us yeah. when you want to tell us that the ass boys are daddy's boys and they just need to get whipped around, cool. Works. We get it. Yep, I agree. When you, when you talk to us about Bullet Club Gold and all you guys do is cheat to win and we're better than you, okay, cool, got it, works. When you talk about the Briscoes and this is a dream match, we just want to see who's the better man, cool, got it. But as hot as Cole and MJF is right now, whatever you're going to tell me, I don't want to hear because I don't yeah. care. Yeah, right. I ain't like, a lot they, of you. I, I kind of agree with him, to be honest with you. I thought it was just a bad promo. Oh, sorry. So, let, so let's talk about it then. Perfect segue to MJF and Adam Cole in the Rhodesia. We'll get to blood and guts too. What's what's the end game? So we know they are now wrestling for the titles this week on Collision. So we'll probably deep dive this a little bit more on. No, we can, we can do it now because Dynamite won't happen yet when we record Wednesday's pod. You got a couple of different options here. I've said from jump, the way I wanted this to end was Adam Cole to turn on MJF. You do a flip-flop. Cole goes heel, MJF goes face. Do you see how much this is working? The I'm better than you, Bay Bay shirt is the number one seller in AEW. Top shirt seller of the year, I believe. Oh, wow. We know the type of engagement this has done for the fan base. Majority are over the moon, love it. Do you scrap the plan of having MJF Adam Cole at either all in or all out? Because at this point, we have to assume that was the original plan. Right? MJF does not have another feud anywhere in sight, and that pay-per-view was next month. So that that, that had to have been the end game. So do you say, all right, let's pump the brakes on this a little bit. Maybe we give them the tag titles. Maybe there is no AEW championship match at All In, your biggest show in history. And if you have Will Ospreay available, if you have all your other titles available, if you can somehow get some major outside star to come into the show, we have enough to sell it, we have enough to make money on it, et cetera, et cetera. Do you scrap how hot this is and say, this is our plan. Next Saturday, they break up. 
you go MJF, Adam Cole, as is, meaning Adam Cole's the face, MJF's the heel. Or do you go, third option, they break up next Saturday or this Saturday, and you do the flip-flop. Cole turns on MJF. So now Cole is the heel, MJF's the face, and you go MJF, Adam Cole, either all in or all out next month. I think we're in a predicament here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Okay, so I am from the school of if I'm coming to your biggest show in history, your heavyweight champion needs to be wrestling and defending that title 100%. I do agree with that. And that's how I would feel. I would feel a way if it wasn't. We've seen kind of tag teams hold the main event spot kind of in WWE just in this last year, but that's something completely different. So I would feel a way if the, your AEW heavyweight championship is not um, being defended. I think there is something that is beautiful between MJF and Adam Cole. I also feel in a way, and these are all these thoughts running through my head right now. I can't see MJF actually holding two titles because then one of them are going to kind of fall by the wayside. I think it will blow up before they win the titles. So maybe it's a piss of possibility they're about to win, but I can't even see a world when it's MJF and Adam Cole going against FTR the way it's constructed right now. I just can't see that. And I well, still that's ha- need- well, that's happening Saturday. Right, that's what I'm saying. So then I think that maybe, I think maybe, what I'm saying is I think maybe in the match, it will look like MJF and Adam Cole could win, but I don't think they're going to win. Because I can't see a world where those two go against each other. And and that AEW Heavyweight Championship has to be defended at your biggest show of history. It has to. All right, so so real quick, you you said that you can't see them going against each other. The match is happening Saturday. Okay, so they I'm are saying, going I'm against sorry. each other. I'm so sorry. I mean, after, like going back and forth in a program together campaign. That's what I'm saying. Of course, the match is already settled. They're going okay. to fight on collision. What I'm saying is that I can't see a program between those two tag teams. I can't. Got it. So then if you are saying what you're saying, mm-hmm. who turns on who? Does Cole turn on MJF or does MJF turn on Cole? Initially, I thought, listening to you, that it would be Adam Cole turning. But again, why would FTR drop that little nugget again to remind me, you know, about the devil line? how they want to make it act like they're not really there, but they're still really there. Mm-hmm. Why say that if that doesn't come to fruition this Saturday or whenever? So I'm very torn. I don't know what's going to happen. So you got to pick before we go to E. You got to pick. And maybe the reason why they said that line is to put... A plan to see possibly too. So for Adam I'm, Cole, not for MJF, for Adam Cole. Hey, man, you really don't trust him. I know y'all been getting along for a month. Y'all have gone out to eat together. Y'all went bowling together, whatever y'all have done. Worked out so, together. So then that, so then, if I have to pick between who's going to turn on who, then I would have to say who then w- that storyline at all in would have to be, I feel, then MJF and Adam Cole going against each other. And who, and, and like, I would have to work backwards. If I had to pick then who's going to turn on who, let's roll with Adam Cole turning bad guy. And MJF showing that he's turned good guy. And okay. later in life, who knows? That might be a fake still. But let's say Adam is going to do the turn. Got and it. causes the match. So you think about it, like, um, so I always assumed the end game was for one of them turn, probably MJF, I would have assumed. Because um, I think at some point in the near future, we're going to get Punk and MJF. 
Um, but if they don't do that and they want to keep this train going with Cole and, and uh, MJF because it's so hot right now, like, what are the pros and cons? Like, right? Because, like, what what are the stories that are booked after this feud, right? Does it make mm-hmm. sense to stop that or halt those things to keep this going, right? And then what's next for it? Uh, what's next for all the different programs that you had going into the future? Um, if MJF turns, well, I, I don't know he's turned, right? Because right now he's turned. He's turned, he's turned babyface, right? Okay. But if he goes back as a heel, who who's his next challengers? Like, right, if Adam Cole turns on MJF and they they switch they they flop they switch swap like what's next for for MJF who's his next challenger after the feud who's Adam Cole's next challenger after the feud right okay. if if Cole loses um and if he turns heel and he loses what's what's next for him like right cuz i cuz for me Adam Cole has always been kind of like the leader of a group type of character. He's never kind of been a guy that can stand by himself. He's always seemed like the uh, the loud mouth in a pack. Like, so does he go to the Bang Bang gang? But you got Switchblade. King Switch is the, the loud mouth of that group. Like, what's what's next for these guys if something changes? Um, it's my thing. So in a perfect world, I don't know if I would say a perfect world, like I would just kind of assume what the national course was that, you know, M- MJF is being a jerk. You know, he turns on Adam as expected. You know, he goes on the feud with um, Punk at the next thing, and they find something else for Adam Cole to do because if they if they switch that around, I don't know who, who's next for, for Cole or who's next mm. for MJF. What are they doing? See, that's why I think Adam would have to betray MJF this weekend or Saturday. So then now we can have a storyline if we're going after them. Since we lost the opportunity of the tag team championship, let me go after the belt. I mean, because right now at All In, I, again, I'm from the school that you have to be, that title needs to be defended. There's nobody else. And what is a, what is All In? Like five weeks from now, six weeks from now? Something yeah, it's, like that? Uh, the last week of August. Hey, I so, will say that um, Roman Reigns has to defend his belt in damn near 10 months, so we're okay with champions but, not defending but, belts. But Bloodline is completely different. You got to complete... Again, you had a tags um, main eventing. Well, pay-per-views. But, but Roman defended the belt at WrestleMania. This all-in is like their WrestleMania. This is their biggest show in history. So, yeah. if you guys are saying... No, it is. If you've already sold 70,000 tickets, this is your biggest show in history. If you're saying that it's your biggest show in history, you have to have a title match, world title match. To. I get that. I get you that. Have to. They already sold the tickets. I but get you that. Have to. That would be my argument. They, they, didn't, they didn't sell the tickets, tickets for that match. Sold. Tickets are already sold. You got a pay per view the next week. Main champion. You ain't got but to. the pay per view. Pay per view the next week doesn't matter because if whatever the feud is, unless the feud starts at all in, it, it doesn't matter that. Okay, the pay per view is that next week. You got two pay per views. In a, in a week, for me, uh, something that you said, E. Who's the next feuds? You got to answer that anyway, right? Like we still don't know what the next feuds would be. I think you could easily have. For me, my thing out of this entire program would be to have MJF face. You guys that have not been listeners of the TFW Pod, you can go back probably thirty episodes where I banged the drum every single week after All Out last year, turned MJF face. I was in the crowd in Chicago when CM Punk just won that title, and the pop MJF got was 
the loudest pop I've ever heard at a AEW show. Now, granted, I was not at the first dance show in United Center when Punk first came back. I think that was actually our only AEW show we missed in Chicago here. Because we were at, Sur- that, at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam in, yeah. in Vegas, yep. But that, that's the loudest pop I've ever heard at an AEW show. You had your opportunity. You didn't take it then. Okay. I've always said I think MJF is somebody who you can put the entire promotion on their back. They take you to that next level. I think he's kind of shown that in the last three or four weeks. No, he's not doing all this on his own. But if you look at on Dynamite, that tag match, they start the tag match off on with a dance-off. Right? Which I, I loved all it. I thought me. all four played their parts perfectly. All for me. Gyrations and all. We always talked about we didn't want the sports entertainment from WWE. No, it's not that we don't want sports entertainment. We don't want sports entertainment that we don't like. That was sports entertainment that MJF has done. The 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 scene with him and Cole lifting weights, that's sports entertainment. The scene with them at the restaurant, that's sports entertainment. He's doing sports entertainment right to what we like as wrestling fans. And so is WWE now. Right? They, you know, since Triple H is kind of taking over, we have not rolled our eyes at anything that's been sports uh, entertainment related, maybe outside of the, the end of the Rumble match with Bray and LA Knight. But other than that, it may not be our cup of tea, but you don't roll your eyes. You don't say that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. We said that a lot over the last few years when it comes to quote-unquote sports entertainment. But my thing is, all right, we need to turn MJF face because what I worry about is MJF has shown numerous times that he's done this before. You can't keep going back to the well of I'm your friend, I'm a good guy, and then he turns. I understand that's what the devil does. But it's going to get to a point where you are going to need to turn MJF face. And if you do this too many times, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to believe it anymore. And I think the majority of people believe MJF is showing his true self. Hell, he sat there when they were playing video games and he told Adam Cole, I've never had friends. Right? He, He gave Adam Cole a birthday party. I'm sure that's the first time he's done that. He's doing things where it's like, oh, there's somebody I actually believe in. Now, if Adam Cole turns on him, now MJF is a, some, a sympathetic figure. He doesn't have to change anything that he does except for rag on the crowd. Just pull that off of who you are. And, man, we are off to the races. CM Punk said last night on Collision, I am the real world's champion. What face says that? No one, none. Now, maybe he may be right because he hadn't lost. He didn't lose the belt. But he's not right because you can't hold on to a belt for eight months if you've been out injured. But those were his words. So I've never seen a face that has said, I am the real champion. No, that's a hillish thing to say. Mm -hmm. I think there is so much money. I do it. Well, you're a hill. (laughs) I think there is so much money in punk MJF in Chicago at all out for the championship. I think, think there's so get there, much money. But you think we can get there in six weeks? Well, yes, we can and get end the there. story now with, with Adam Cole and introduce the punk story within six weeks. Well, there you go. That's, that's, that's the part. That's yeah. the part where you got to kind of say, okay, well, how, how do we get there? I think what Cole, which can do E to your point of what's next for Cole, you have Roddy there. We know Roddy's going to play a part in this. Uh, What's name should be back pretty soon here? Kyle. Kyle. You bring back the Undisputed Era. Those three. Have them go after the trios titles. I can see that. Now you have everything you just said, E. He's back at being a heel. He's got a group around him. 
imagine those three not uh, wrapped up in a elite feud, you know, Young Bucks feud that they did last year. I think there's money in that. Just do not revert back to we fast forward a month from now. MJF is back to being the normal heel that he was. I think that would be a colossal mistake. I would love for this to continue much longer than what it is. Uh, we've seen Tony Khan has pivoted before. Some good, some bad. He's done a lot of good pivots, though. Things that happen, he's made some changes. I think you really need to look at it and say, okay, well, if we if we pull it back and we say, let's keep them together until Revolution in November. What does that look like? Can we still get main event caliber matches for two huge shows at the end of October and end of September. If you look and say, there's just no way for us to get there. Okay, cool. Do the turn or do the match. Have them turn on each other, but have Cole turn on MJF. The way MJF looked at Adam Cole when Adam Cole was looking at the belt. You could take that look of, I hate you, look at you, I can't wait to turn on you. Or you could take that look of, Dude, I thought I actually had a, a real friend for once, and you about to backstab me. There's a story there for everything they've done that MJF can be looked at as the good guy. Just don't squander that. Do not waste that. I don't know if that can be done, though, to, to properly end Adam Cole MJF properly and build for Punk and MJF. And we know you can tell, say, Punk and MJF one week before All Out, and at All In you can announce it, and we know it's going to be pop. Uh, powerful and all that i get that but being the wrestling fanatic that we are i would want that story told better than that and i think that, that okay would be just a then take that out take out punk and mjf then just get me to face mjf there we just go. get me there get me there and we can work around everything else mm-hmm. and in full gear is what november then you can yep. go mjf and i said and revolution didn't i i'm sorry revolution yeah, yeah yeah so yeah bring bring it up bring it up um full gear and that'd be line up tour the whole Thanksgiving time, anyways, when they come back to D- the Detroit Lord Hammers, when they come back to Chicago. So, yeah. Who did a better job of acting like they can't dance on Dynamite? Sammy or Adam Cole? I think both of them can't dance. I mean, there's something yeah, about I when I look at I a man and how they move their bodies. We've, we've seen, Rhodesia, you were at Wally Mania. You saw Adam Cole moving on stage. That wasn't the same Adam Cole that was dancing in that ring. Okay, Adam Cole has say, rhythm. Adam uh, Cole has rhythm. So we uh, know that. Does he? Uh, Sammy, uh, there is no way, Sammy, you are that bad. <laughs> Impossible. Well, he didn't know how to do the hustle properly. So <laughs> Impossible. The dancers in the dancers in that in that ring was MJF and Danny Garcia. We know that. That was the whole point. And the other two were acting like they can't dance. I just wonder who 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 is who is the better dancer between those two? You know, we know we know Sammy's a different Latin man, right? He he doesn't even speak Spanish, right? He ain't got no. Oh, does he not? He, can't dance. he doesn't speak Spanish, um, so he had, he had, he was like he was raised a little different. He got take I, He don't even speak Spanish. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say Wait, that. So she knows I she's think, Brazilian, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know, but she still speaks Spanish. Yeah. I think, she? I don't think it's Spanish. They speak. Maybe it is. Hey man, so so, so, so what she speak Brazilian? That's not a. I don't <laughs> no, think it's Spanish. Not, like, because like, it's when she Spanish speaks, and Portuguese. It's Spanish I think it's and Portuguese. Yeah, because like, it's, that's the main. Language I, I don't. I can pick up certain Spanish, uh, and mm-hmm. when I hear her speak, I can't really pick up a lot of things she says. Mm-hmm. But it's neither, Spanish is neither, neither, neither can Sammy, according to you, <laughs> right? <laughs> For real. I'll say this. I'll say Adam Cole was embellishing more. I think okay. he has. I think he he's going a little bit too much. But I think naturally, who has more rhythm? 
I think it got to be Sammy. Who has more? Because he, who has more rhythm because he is a Latin man. I ain't seen nothing when he was doing it. He, he seemed a little. But we, he seemed like he was trying. But it, it wasn't like it wasn't <laughs> like he wouldn't hit that move right. Like he was, you know. But as a woman, uh, I look at things differently. Uh, I think uh, that I think uh, Sam. But we know we know what them. you look at. <laughs> we sitting here trying to have a, a serious conversation about yeah. Adam Cole and MJF, the two most popular wrestlers in the entire promotion. We're trying to book the territory for the next year to make sure the AEW maximizes the fans. And what do you keep doing? Talking about some damn hip thrusts. What is wrong mm. with you? Why are mm. you so enamored with hip thrusts? Because I think it's fun. I think it's cool. I think it just breaks up some of the seriousness of it all. I think it, that, that's all it is. It's a dance break, but done in the right way. Who used to dance break? Carmella and our and our truth. Carmella right? and our truth. Yeah. I like their dance breaks too, but yeah. It's, it's just I'll something look, quick yeah. and fun. Mm. <laughs> Blood and guts. So I, I said, I thought the story, plural, and the match quality of the match would trump me being over the feud. It, it didn't. Match was a great match. They went, you know, 45 minutes or so, highly entertained, loved everything in the context of the match for the most part. I have no complaints about the actual match itself. But as soon as it was over, I looked at Rhodesia and I was like, all right, time to move on. And maybe like, that was a blow off, right? Isn't that that's what no, a blow off is about? Yes, but it wasn't, it didn't typically in a blow off, you you get a feeling of satisfaction <laughs> when it happens. My feeling was finally it's over. Let's move on. Oh wow. Yep. Once once again, shout out to everybody that was involved in that match. Nothing against the match itself. I thought it was entertaining. I would tell anybody who didn't see it, hey, go watch the match. I just found myself not caring during the match. And that shouldn't be a case when you are putting your bodies through that type of punishment. I should care. And yeah, like I, you know, I squirmed here or there and I enjoyed the match watching the match, but that was all it was to it. And that, that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen, but it was, it was cool. Hey, Hey, real quick, Rhodesia, before you go, I just want to clear up two things. I'm going to let you guys talk. I didn't see the match. I didn't actually want to see the match. I don't have a lot of time. I didn't want to sit and spend time seeing somebody I didn't want to see. Ty Conti is Portuguese, but she does also speak Spanish. So Rodriguez, told you, you right on the money, right on the money. Well, and Brazil is a melting pot for all different type of cultures. No, she said so she speaks speak Portuguese. English. I said yeah. she speaks Spanish. You said you speaks- just didn't understand anything she said. So I don't. <laughs> and um, Matt, you are right. During a blow off, you are supposed to be relieved. Fulfilled. You're right. <laughs> yep. I, I said I said I sat there at at nine oh one Central Time and said, "What's next, guys?" I think we watched a movie or something. Uh, see, that's not fair. I mean, I can't say it's not fair because that's how you feel. I loved everything about that match, and I one hundred percent agree with you. Now it's over, um, but I don't want it's the the tone to sound like oh that match was a waste of time because it wasn't. I love no. Pack leaving. The match, like, fuck y'all, forget y'all, I'm out of here. I loved everything about that match. I love, I forgot who it was that came in with the um, screwdriver to be in. Was it Moxley came in immediately Mox. with the screwdriver yep. and started annihilating people? My only thing was, and this is shame on me, because uh, I haven't really seen him wrestle fully in a few years, but I think I was Elef- underwhelmed. Ele- elephant with, in the room. I was underwhelmed. Elephant in the room. 
<laughs> Go ahead. Elephant in the room. And I'm no, so no, sorry. no, no, stop, 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 stop. Before you say it. Yeah. I don't want the PC. Uh-oh. I don't want the PC. I don't want what if I come across as being I gotta take my the, off the mean person. I won't give it to me. Give me Uh-oh. the real. Give me what you really want to say about what you're about to say. Because we haven't had this conversation either. And this is the absolute this elephant is in my head in the room. In my, oh my god! I am ready to give like ten shotgun blasts. I can't do this. This goes against everything about me. Okay, I was one hundred percent underwhelmed with the Bushi's return. They made such a big deal that he was a fifth member. They turned down CM Punk, <laughs> rightfully so. They turned down CM Punk for this. His entrance, he comes out. He didn't look like he was in shape for me. He did nothing really in the match itself that I thought was incredible. Overall, I was completely underwhelming Bushi. My emotional attachment to him, I loved seeing him, but I was like, yikes. I Wait, was, was more out, excited with Pax. He looked like it to me. I, I haven't seen him, though, wrestle in a couple years. I haven't watched New Japan in a long time. He hasn't wrestled so, in a couple years. Oh, well, then, yeah, he was not in the shape that I thought he would be to debut on AEW. Hmm. And I'm sorry, but that's my raw feelings. There's nothing to be sorry about. Now, we know that he has had some personal issues okay. over the last year or so, you know, with his mom. Uh, he's had issues with NJPW, all that. All that to the side, because we are but talking now, about that's... what we saw on TV. We're talking about what we saw on television. But that matters, though, if he's not in the right mental space. Couldn't have been. It matters because this is a work sport. That means you pivot from other things, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so this is not a shot on Ibushi personally. But Kota Ibushi, the god of New Japan Pro Wrestling, that wasn't it at all. He didn't look like himself. He looked really, really big. Um, I wasn't that impressed. Because what I, what I looked at was... He was supposed to be the saving grace for the elite. And if I don't know who Ibushi is, maybe that doesn't matter anyway, but say if I don't know who Ibushi is, I would have watched that like, this is Kota Ibushi? This is the guy that people talk about a lot? This is the guy that is the Golden Lovers with Kenny Omega? Maybe that's They've done all I'm this feeling. awesome things? Maybe that's what I'm feeling. That wasn't the same guy. Okay? So if he whatever he's got going on personally, hopefully he's good with that. We haven't heard anything like he's not. So that's why I bring that up. It's not like, oh, this just happened a month ago and we're hearing that he's down the dumps. No, he's done interviews talking about how the door's open for him to open up his own wrestling school and come to AEW, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. When he came out on that stage, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And we, you and I never even talked about this. Nope. Wasn't the best at all. I had to process what I was seeing. That yep. took my hoodie off. That just made and me it, super hot. And then when, when, when he came out, I was like, uh-oh. And he proceeded to do some of his more famous spots. It just didn't hit the same. It didn't. Did not hit the same. It didn't. So I was underwhelmed by that. Match was still great. I am not saying the match was not great. But... Stories matter, man. Like, and I know people will say, but there's been a story there between the BCC 
in the elite. I get that. But it's not about moves. I'm going to go back to Adam Cole and MJF. They've gotten over a double clothesline <laughs> and a body slam in the year of our Lord and Savior 2023. That got more of a reaction than Pac swinging from top of the cage through a guy on tables. That got more of a reaction, a double clothesline finish to a match. Got more <laughs> of a reaction than taking a back bump on broken glass. And wait, the, the double clothesline actually was kind of like sloppy to me too. It wasn't even fully there either. But go ahead. Hey, well, well they're not because they're not a, like a full team. That's why I want to break up. Yeah, they got they got they got to perfect this double clothesline. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Stories matter, man. Stories matter more than anything else. Um, and then I guess just to wrap the conversation around blood and guts. I know I sound like a hater. My apologies. I don't. I'm not a hater on this. Can anybody tell me how that match ended? Yes. Pack left. And yeah, I think that's it. That's actually. I have to I go back. Over. <laughs> I love he actually just left the left. He left. He, he, oh like, no! He's like, he, like y'all. Yeah, they they couldn't get along. Cesaro or Claudio says something to him. He said, "All right, I got you." He, he went and grabbed cutters. a pair of pliers, <laughs> bolts, and bolt cutters. He walked the hell out. Broke that lock and left. <laughs> hey, so I'll tell you why I wasn't the biggest fan of that either. I love that. I, you know why? Like, you know why I, like I wasn't? A, no, I, I I enjoyed that that happened. You know why I wasn't a fan of it though? Why? I knew that was leading to a match with them at the ROH pay per view on Friday, and that's what it was. Oh, okay, okay. So like, I have I, I, I kind of have an issue with like blowing off a, a six month feud. One of the main components of that blow off is something that's about to just be paid off in forty eight hours. Like I'm not I'm not ordering the ROH pay per view. So like I understand hey, one match goes to the next match. One storyline goes to the next storyline. I get all that, but it left a, a little bad taste in my mouth. So I'm like, oh, they're they're gonna work each other on Friday, watch. And then they end up working each other on Friday because of that. Yeah, but, I see what you're saying. So, but I, so but back to it, Radija. was amazing. No, go back to it. How'd the match end? I just remember Pac leaving and me saying, okay. Oh, that's funny. So did, so Pac leaving, was that how the elite won? I think so. <laughs> I think it was a I think it was a count out. I don't know. Let's it was a count out at Blood and Guts. It was a count out at Blood and Guts. He lost because his feet touched the ground first. So I, I don't know. This isn't a Royal Rumble. No. Oh. <laughs> the match ended. Hell you know. From the match ended from the elite choking out Willow Yuta. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Damn. How did the match Damn. end with the elite choking out Willow Yuta? Pack left. That's why. Nope. Oh. John Moxley throwing in the towel for Willow Yuta. I don't remember that either. Stories matter. You know why you don't remember it? Why? Didn't they didn't come across picture? Willow on television. <laughs> they were in picture in picture? Nope, they were not for oh. the end. Oh. Did not come across Willow on TV. I don't even know if they showed on television the first time Mox throwing in the towel. That's why they kept shooting Mox in the corner with that look on his face while he was tied up. Got he it. threw in the file. He threw in the towel for Yuta. 
So here's a finish that you say to yourself, hold on a second. Moxley, who is all about death matches, who is all about kill or be killed, lost this match that blows off a feud to save his partner, Willer Yuta, from being choked out? I'm okay with that. You can't be okay with it. You didn't see it. Oh. <laughs> How are you okay with it? Touche. If I were to have saw it and remembered it, I would have been okay with it. That's got to be one of but, the things you remember from the match, man. And it wasn't. But I don't want it to sound like we're shitting on Blood and Guts. I thought Blood and Guts was really, really, really good. I know. It was 45 you're so, minutes. I, I know. You You are so adamant about not shitting on the match. You can't even remember how the match finished. Mm. So it's not about us shitting on it. It's about me giving my personal thoughts on the actual match and the feud itself. And then proving to you that the ending didn't work. Because you forgot how the finish was. That's that's crazy talk. That's like watching Kenny and Osprey, and you forgetting that Osprey won. But then the finish, the, the match didn't matter. The match didn't work. That match was to propel Osprey. Everything he's won against, of uh, you know, wrestling in New Japan through the pandemic in front of no people, taking the lead from from Omega when they started AEW, all that transferred in that second match. That's the feeling of man. He finally overcame. Kenny Omega. Man, they one and one. Oh my God. If they ever meet again, who who breaks the tie? That's that. We go we do blood and guts. You couldn't even tell me like what the finish was. That's that's just a problem. That, that's was it issue. just shot poorly? It, yeah. I don't like like I say, I don't even think they showed a replay of it, if I'm not mistaken. But actual when you watch the you you see Willard getting choked out. They call for the bell, and then they keep shooting. Uh, Moxley in the corner. He's bloody. He's tied up. I think he's actually handcuffed to the rope. And he's got like this despondent look on his face. And they keep shooting and they keep shooting. And at first I'm like, why do they keep shooting Moxley? Mm-hmm. And they come to find out, oh, he was the one that threw the towel in for you. I'm like, man, that's a major story. Yeah. And well, we, we this, missed it. This, again, I haven't seen it, of course, right? But as you're explain, explaining to me, I talk about stories matter. That's a huge story. It seemed like it was the, the problem is that uh, it was missed. Um, and, and that kind of, and, and you know, one thing about their production things, it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you and some of the missed shots. Um, but I noticed on collision, um, I forget which, I think it was, uh, the end of the tag match. It was, Bingo. Um, they had the wrong the camera match. angle. Yeah. Bingo. My yep. And it was like, right. They cut away from yep. him right as I'm like, who does yep. that? Like, Why? Who does that? Right. Why are you cutting away right there? So it seems like in that moment, it crept up on dynamite too, that they didn't catch the towel being thrown on, thrown in to, to emphasize that story plot, because that's something they can kind of talk about next week. Right. Between the group, mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know, John, what are you doing? Willie could have been like, Hey, I wasn't going to tap or whatever the case may be. Now that sets up a nice little story. Amongst yep. them, they can continue. So yep. it sounds like the problem wasn't necessarily the finish or how it was laid out. It sounds like it probably just was AEW need to get their production. You know, look, oh, I'm no never going to call for anybody to, to, get, to be fired. I'm always looking no. for, hey, how can we improve, right? How can we yep. fix this issue? Because it crept up um, twice on two different shows, mm-hmm. like, right? Hey, what can we do to fix that? Because that sounds like it's a, a huge letdown for the viewers. Yeah, and, and that's what it is, because I think it's a fantastic story. And, I, and I'm actually really excited to see now what's next for Why you to... Why did that. Yeah, yeah, the BCC and Moxley. I, but that's what we should have remembered and been thinking about when the when the finish was over. That's all. That's all. All right, now that I've gone off on that tangent. Yep. 
Is there what much else? left? <laughs> I mean, see, this, I, see, you guys, you guys mentioned earlier that you no, know, out of the three of us, like Tony won't talk to me. I think it's you guys because hey, Tony, I just went ahead and explained what really happened. That your story was phenomenal. Look at this guy, and that <laughs> he said what he said. The story is phenomenal. Very, very engaged <laughs> in seeing in the future. Wow. We have to just figure out what we can do to get these production walls taken care of. Tony, give me a call. Send me a DM. We'll figure it out. Oh, Incorrect. Man, I just, I, I just ignore him. Hey, look, no, you know why? That's funny, but I like it though. It's inter- it's entertaining. Um, but the thing about whenever I disagree with something or I have constructive criticism, I always say what could have been. I just don't come out and say I don't or like it play. Yeah. or anything like that. Right? Yeah. Unlike you don't need so much toilet paper after that <laughs> promo you you cut, man. I mean, goodness, great. We need shamans. We need that good shamans, boy. <laughs> Yes, my high knees clean. My high knees clean. For real. Um, I don't even know if I should bring it up because I think this is a perfect way just to end it. But um, I'm happy to see that Jungle Boy was buried. I'm not going to tell you about kind of what I thought was happening in the beginning of that. Of that uh, I will. Package. I <laughs> will. No, I will. I thought he was digging up his daddy. <laughs> I did. I swear to God. I, I, I swear to God. Like they showed him, and I'm like, why is he? Digging up a body because he was dragging a body. I'm like, is he bringing his dad's dead corpse to dynamite? <laughs> and then Matt was like, oh no, like it's that's Jungle the Jungle Boy character because he has Boy the boots character. on. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, that's cool. All right, that makes sense. I mean, I thought that was much, much better than him digging up his dad. <laughs> uh, I, I liked I liked how he looked. I know E, mm-hmm. you sent a text. He was like, man, I, I'm not feeling his hill persona or, yeah, or something. To, yeah, like I, th- I thought it was good. I thought he had a really good look. Um, I'm glad he got something in, in terms of the FTW belt. That, yeah. that should be fun to see where they go from it. But yeah, yeah I, I did like that match, and I did like. I don't know if I like the music. I need to do some research on yeah. mm-hmm. the significance of that. That's just not a a good heel song. I know the whole but, thing is horrible, man. Hey, Matt, real quick, you got you can't you you can't run away from the joke. You got to tell the joke about the digging up the daddy. So, so for the viewers that wasn't there for the first couple of pods, what that's about? <laughs> I don't even know. Do I remember? I know. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, I go ahead, Rodisha. What, what happened? Because I happened? thought that he was bringing up his daddy, digging up his daddy. Oh, right. <laughs> it's Christian, right? It's it's Christian. Christian. <laughs> it's Christian feud. It's the second time he's done this. Yeah. yeah. I no, was so like, here's a, holy moly. So here's the thing. I actually, um, I actually liked. No, not that he wasn't digging up his daddy. That he actually was burying his old persona. I like that. Okay, I, I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. And then the music, then and then the music happened, <laughs> and then his non swag <laughs> happened. Um, then everything else happened that just didn't happen, man. He ain't working as a heel, man. Like I said this before he turned heel. I'm like, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't know Wait. if he has the. But I don't think I don't know if he has the wrestling personalities to kind of bring that out of him to make this a larger than life character where it needs to be. I'm not seeing it. But here's the thing. This is this was really his first debut of a true heel character. He just announced, he professed that I am right. no longer Jungle Boy. I got to give Boy. him yep. at least, I got to give him a few episodes no, or at-bats. I have no, to, to, to see wow. him. It's, it's only fair. I'm a wrestling fan. I, so I let me ask you a question. If, if you go to a restaurant and you mm-hmm. get some Luke, brand new restaurant, mm-hmm. around the corner, okay. you get some Luke, lukewarm fries, mm-hmm. a, a seasonless burger, you going to okay. give another shot? Oh, you gonna say this food nasty, but or whatever it is that you might want to eat from there. Whatever, if it's lukewarm and it was seasonless, 
And would you give it another shot? Yeah. Oh, Absolutely shit. would. I have had I'm, before. I'm the queen I'm of good. DoorDash to begin with, so most of my food comes cold. No, you put I'm that good. back up in the warmer or you put it in the broiler. Well, see, the thing about DoorDash, you can get actual food that you know you like versus the food that you, new food you tried that didn't taste good. Like, right? Like, why would you pick the thing you didn't like when you can get something you do like? But you said the restaurant. Would I try the restaurant again? I would try the restaurant again. Ugh. Uh, I said it ain't working. It's, it's, um, I thought, I thought it was good. I'll tell you what's funny too. And, and this, this proves to you that I was not low on the blood and guts match. I don't want this to get lost. I do think Dynamite was one of their better shows of the year. This past Dynamite. That first hour flew by. Mm-hmm. And then the second hour was the Blood and Guts match. Mm-hmm. Which everything about the match worked in regards to what they try to do in those two rings. So I, I, I just don't want to gloss after that, after I kind of talked about everything I talked about. I thought Dynamite was fantastic. I thought Dynamite this week was actually better than Collision, which it should have been because it was Blood and Guts. Right. But yeah, when you kind of look at just those two hours, flew by. And it was a good you, show. You got Charmin remorse? No, I do not. Everything I say, I stand by. Okay. <laughs> about, about everything there. Uh, it was one last thing I wanted to bring up to you guys, and I forgot what it was. Oh, um, last thing we kind of started when we were talking AEW. I want to finish it. This is the Ricky Starks that's needed. What mm-hmm. we saw on Collision, that lane, that lane right there. Stay there. You are yep. in your perfect lane. That is who you are. That is the superstar that we all know you can be. Yep. That is the lane. Stay right there. The lane is really, really wide. So it's not like it's a small lane. You can go anywhere you want to in those lanes. Stay there, though. That is money. 100%. I agree 100%. This is the Ricky Stark set out. I, I want to see. Yep. A lot of money involved here. All right, guys. Oh. Last things. Wrap it up so we can get up out of here. So does um, Nash, how does Neil Nash feel about Ricky Starks? Is he a rip-off of one time? That's a guess, legit question. I'm, I'm, well, I'm guessing he hasn't seen Starks' work, seeing he just now watched LA Night. So I'm guessing he hasn't seen his work. <laughs> Got it. But when, when, when he gets around to it, he'll say that, hey, am I just tripping or is he just a blah, blah, blah rip-off? Hey, I'm going to reach out to uh, Kevin Nash to see, you know, we can get Rhodesia and and then and, and Kevin, and then, you know, Matt, the crap all over AEW. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to moderate. I'm just going to, you know, be the, the background guy, the production guy, and let you guys just, you know, just get a whole 24 pack of Charmin on the wrestling business. So that'd be very fun. I'm going I'm to reach out with DM. After I think, show. I think that'd be good because you have to moderate because you don't watch enough to actually talk about it. So that's, that. talk about lane. That's your lane. You are the moderator. That is a perfect lane. And E, the lane is wide, brother. The lane is not small. That is your lane right there. It's the moderate. Go ahead and holler at Nash. I don't watch three hours of Raw this week, two hours of SmackDown, and two hours of Collision all in the same day. Actually, you know what? Here's the thing about Dynamite. Now that you mentioned Mm -hmm. it, I did see the first hour of Dynamite. I forgot all about it. Well, yeah, I mean, the first hour. That's how good of a show it was. Well, did you like the you you really didn't say anything about the the dance off? Did you like the the tag match? I didn't I didn't hate it or I, and I didn't love it. Was so, I entertained okay. by it? You're, in, in you're indifferent. Yeah, I mean, I I felt like it went on a little bit too long towards the end, which is when I started getting different towards it. Um, like that's why I said like I kind of agree with 
FTR and I like if it was a you know boom 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 they got in they got out but I feel like kind of it kind of went kind of went too long okay um, for that caliber of match um, but yeah, it was fine I get when it, I watch when I yeah when I watched it I took it as a viral moment because that it. was all over Butch Report Wednesday night like people grabbed it and were sharing it when I saw it I was like okay th- this is their hey if you don't know what this is maybe you'll tune in next week and they they popped a, a great rating too. Which is good. Good stuff. That's yeah. good. Yeah. All right, y'all. Y'all got anything else? Just looked over my notes. That is about it. Clean and clear. Yep. So you, we, need to reach out, we need to reach out to LA Knight and have him name his leap and elbow drop something better than that. Rhodesia's elbow? No. Yeah, I got two I things. You. I got two things. Uh, Tony. And uh, Kevin, I'll DM you after the, the, uh, the pause over. <laughs> We do have Detroit links, so he can connect with us. Boom. Yeah, that's all. That's where I swear the guy who did all my tattoos looked just like Kevin Ash. So anybody who's from the Metro Detroit area who went to Ink Slingers on Telegraph, it was this tall guy who's like seven foot tall, looking like Kay Nash. He had been there for years. He did both my tattoos. I have more than two, but he did both my tattoos. And I'm like, you look just like Kevin Ash. I she was, she, was, she would ask me, like, do you think that was Kevin Ash? I was like, Kevin Ash is not working in a tattoo shop. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually, at that time, he was like, he's actually on TV in this company called TNA. But he looked just like him. <laughs> All right, y'all. That, that's it. That's a wrap, man. Episode 50, once again. Thank y'all for listening to us rant and rave and go through our things about anything professional wrestling and anything that we want to talk about. We appreciate you guys' support. Of course, for being there each and every single week. Now, twice a week on uh, Sundays and on Wednesdays. Twitter, that's FNW. YouTube, that's freaking wrestling. Five-star ratings, reviews, all that good jazz. You guys know how we get down. This is it. We will see you guys on Wednesday. Peace.